Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. It's my favorite holiday. That's his favorite holiday, too. It is. This is this is would have to imagine. He's like, oh, 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 Christmas in July, baby. My I saw some great tweets last night. People were like, don't forget to leave out milk and cookies for Bobby Bonilla. It's Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean everybody you know everybody keeps saying like oh the mets are still paying like i think i'd rather my team pay this pay guy a million dollars a year for 25 years than pay him 25 million dollars over like 3 years right but that's not do you remember what the actual details were so it's become such a meme and such a joke that i think people forget so first of all First of all, it is 25 years. They're going to be paying him until he's 72, which just sounds ridiculous to say. I mean, it sounds ridiculous because it is ridiculous. But this is this is Bernie Madoff's fault. A lot of this has to do with Bernie Madoff. So they the were, one person who was enjoying Bernie Madoff. Right. Um, they were buying out. The Mets were buying out Benia's contract. There was right. only... And this is what's so absurd about this. There was only $5.9 million left. So instead of paying the $5.9 million in one shot, they agreed to make payments of 1.2, which included 8% interest. 8% is a hefty freaking number. Especially when you're talking about on on, (laughs) Six million dollars, especially when you're you're talking about, you know, you're going to get five times what you were owed or a little over four times what you were owed. So the the Mets had invested heavily in Madoff and we're we're looking forward to these double digit returns. So they were like, we'll save the the five nine now and we're going to have money coming out our ass when all these Madoff investments pay off so (laughs) we can give him a tiny little portion of the interest Right, because um, they, they're figuring that they're going to come away with $800 million off of this. Right, and here, here we are. You know, um, that was, what, 99 when that happened? Something like that. Hold on. Some, something around that, that time period. Yeah, and here we are. No, it wasn't 99. Uh, so the, the payoff goes... Okay, it was 99, but they didn't start paying them until 2011. It was 2011 to 2035, um, which is, is just ridiculous numbers. They sound like made, made up years, even though we're already at 2021. Um, and and good for Bobby Bonilla. He's going to be yeah. uh, getting this money till he's 72. Have you seen the T-shirts? There's there's a T-shirt. It says Happy Happy Bonilla Day, and then it, uh-huh. it's – Got the the figure. It's like one million one 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 hundred and ninety thousand dollars. It's got like the exact number, like down to the penny on it. It's pretty funny. But uh, 
what's even better is, you know, his Mets numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a big bit. I, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I rooted for the Pirates. I mean, obviously, he was a Reds fan. He, but and, like, he and Barry Bonds. And yes. Andy and Van Evans Flight like. Yeah. And Dave Bell. Yeah. Doug Drayback. Yeah. They I mean, had they had a cool team. So they I had I, a monster team for the regular season. They were like the Supersonics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they were. You know, um, or, the, or, the, or the 90s Warriors. You know? They were just like, if it weren't for the Braves and the Reds of the 90s, they would have won some World Series. But, you know, well, it didn't help that your best player on the team was hitting like 097, like four years in a row. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and the then, then their best shot to go to the World Series was uh, shot down by Francisco Cabrera, who hit, uh, I think it was like a double or something in like extra innings. It was like a 13th or 14th inning and <laughs> ended the season. Um, but I followed followed the Pirates, so I, I have a, a special place in my heart for Bobby Bonilla. And you know, you know me, I love a good, I love a good meme. And Bobby Bonilla has become like the ultimate um, sports contract meme. Is is Bonilla still coming to the stadium? They're like coming to the office to to pick up his check. That I don't know. Because I know he was doing that the first couple of years, but they they got to be like, yeah, we're just yeah. Gonna it's got to be like right direct deposit at this point. Because like, they got to be like, to. let us at least save the paper and the ink from from our printer here, um, so we don't have to print it out. But they should they should sell tickets. They should sell tickets to Bobby Bonilla coming in. People would buy them. Who wouldn't buy? Who wouldn't buy a ticket? You know, to see Bobby Bonilla come pick up his check. They should give him one of the the big checks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just like 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 uh, Jackie Moon handed him. You've won a gigantic piece of paper. Well, it says ten thousand dollars. Take it. Take it to. Take it to. Uh, take it to the the section of the bank that handles big checks. <laughs> but it's it's crazy. He's making more money than like. Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette, uh, Brian Reynolds, like he's he's and up he's, until I think this year, Judge. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, the, these are the baseball deals. Baseball deals are the weirdest deal. They are weird. You don't make it's shit like they pay in the beginning. You, they give you a big. They give you a big chunk. You know, when you're a high draft pick, they give you a big chunk, and you go play in the minors, and then you end up getting called up. And then you go through all that arbitration shit and, and you don't have, you know, like they could just extend, like they could just extend guys. Yeah. Whenever they want, like look at Trout. Trout didn't, you know, he didn't hang around. The angels were like, we're not going to play around. We're just going to, we're just going to give you. Give you yeah. But as weird, as weird as Bobby Benia's contract is though, it's, it's not my favorite sports contract. No. My, I, I'll tell you what, I think my favorite sports contract that I just, I just, soccer players get paid oh. enormous money. How about Lionel Messi? I didn't Wait. know. I like, I, I, I know that like he's, I, I don't know shit about soccer, but I, I know his name. So that tells you that he must be like a mega star, but I didn't realize how much money he was making. 674 million for four years. Four years. I, I wouldn't bought my kid a soccer ball today. <laughs> is he that dominant though? Like I don't know anything about the sport. Uh, he's he's he... fucking awesome. I mean, he, I mean, I, like I guess you would compare him to like the the like LeBron James, 
Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan, like he's that kind of transcendent player. Uh, you know, and you've got like the Ronaldo's. I, I can't name all of the soccer players off the top of my head, but I mean, the dudes, the, the dudes had an amazing career, but like this is his 20th year with the club. And in his 16th year, he got a four year, $674 million that's, contract. That's insane. I would like to be a bad soccer player. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> what do the like what do the what do the shitty guys get? And I know, and I know that like this is the only country where soccer is not the biggest sport. Right. So you know they they're they're drawing revenue from the entire planet when you're when you're right. that good. Um, it's 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 crazy. Here come the it's, here come the Hawks, baby. Let's go, Lemon Pepper Lou, turning it on. Lemon Pepper. He must have been at the strip club. <laughs> Um, but the Allen Iverson that, contract. That's probably, that's probably the problem with Lou, though. What, he's not he's not eating enough wings? Well, no, there, there can't be any good strip clubs in Milwaukee. Yeah, so he's got to put them, put them out of their misery so he can go back I to I don't Atlanta. want to talk bad about the women of Milwaukee. I'm sure they're nice, fine individuals. But I, I, I don't, lots I don't of sis- think. Lots of sister wives in Milwaukee, from what I hear. I don't think you're going to find a lot of good strip joints in Milwaukee wouldn't, wouldn't imagine got to so. go down to Chicago for that kind of fuckery. That's a, that's what I imagine somebody would say if you asked where the best strip club was. Yeah, you got to go. Got to go to what was what was what was the the strip joint in in Married with Children? I remember the magazine was Bigums or no? Um, was it Bigums? Yeah. Oh, what the hell was the name of it? It's going to drive me crazy. All right, go ahead and talk about the yeah, AI deal. Yeah, and I'll, you do I'll the real research. What, I'll find out. I'll do some research on this. Pull, pull it up, Big Mike. <laughs> All right, so Allen Iverson has – it's an endorsement deal. Um, so it's not the same. He's not, you know, drawing a contract from a professional franchise. But in 2001, he signed – in my opinion, the most amazing endorsement deal ever with Reebok 800 grand a year for life. I'm sorry. Breaking news. You found it. The Jiggly Room. The Jiggly Room. Of course. How could we forget? How could we forget the Jiggly Room? Thank you. All right. That'll do it for this show. Everybody (laughs) (laughs) going to go watch some married children reruns. Uh. Um, so eight hundred grand a year for life. Reebok is paying AI. In addition to that, they set aside thirty-two million in a trust fund for him that he cannot touch until the year twenty thirty when he turns fifty-five. Um, the this deal wasn't really publicized until I think it was two thousand and twelve. I have to look it up. It was 2012 or 2013 when um, Alan Iverson and his wife were splitting and listed in one of the assets she was getting is uh, $16 million in the year 2030. And it's because she's getting half of that trust fund. So he's only getting to cash in, you know, only 16 million. Uh, and and Mrs. X Iverson is getting the other sixteen million, but that's a hell of a contract 
<laughs> to sign. I mean, the 800 grand a year for life. I mean, he signed it in 2001 uh, when he was 44. Sorry, no, 34. 34. Yeah. 34. Um, so he was 34 then. So if he lives to be 75, now it's 41 years times 800 grand. That's another $32 million plus the $32 million trust fund. That's a pretty big endorsement deal. It's a $64 million deal. Um, and yeah. the way they spread it out like that, because I think, I think he wasn't doing so well with his money. Listen, I don't know. I'm not going to say AI was, was is, is stupid or, or anything, but he was a young guy. And like a lot of these guys who are coming up, who may, maybe don't have, didn't grow up with money and, you know, they don't have the right people, uh, you know, giving them basic ideas on what to do, even though the NBA has like a, one of those emporiums where they tell you the things that you should do with your money. It's hard to give a 20 year old kid that kind of fame. It seems like the money's never going to run out. Right. So I don't know who he put or who put, someone with this you know someone smart enough to make that kind of deal for him in his camp but everybody needs somebody like that like if you're going to have your homeboys that you grew up with around you send them to school to learn how to do some kind of finance something that you can get out of you know, they can get from you and you can get from and them. They, they have like financial literacy courses now in, in a lot of, a lot of even yeah. high schools, which is great. I mean, they didn't have any of that shit when we were kids. No, no. <laughs> 18, they send you an Amex car. Yeah. You know, and you choose whether, you know, your late 20s and early 30s, you're going to be fixing your credit yeah. or if you're going to, if uh, you're going to be established and not, you know, destroy yourself with, uh, with buying shit that you don't need. Yeah. So in this court filing, I found this pretty interesting. Uh, he stated that his monthly income was, uh, $62,500, uh, which is roughly eight grand, or 8 million a year. Uh, mm-hmm. sorry, eight, 800 grand a year, which means that was his sole source of income was this Reebok deal. Um, guess what his monthly expenses were. I'm going to say 58,000, $360,000. <laughs> I was trying to give him the benefit so, of the doubt. So he's spending he's got like nine houses. He spent, all right. So um, it wasn't, a, it's not a full breakdown, but some of the bullet points are 125 grand a month was uh, just his mortgage and creditor payments was 125 grand a month now he's only bringing in 62 so right there you could tell there's a problem he was spending 10 grand a month on clothes 10 grand a month on restaurants and entertainment and this is the one that gets me 10 grand a month on groceries how do you spend 10 grand on groceries he must have a lot of he must have been buying for everybody well, that's like, did you see when, when, I think when Johnny Depp was splitting up with his wife, I'm, did they ever get divorced? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I know what you're, what you're talking about. They, his champagne budget. Yeah. He was spending like $300,000 a, 
a month, a month on, on champagne. He was just pouring it on. Yeah. Man. <laughs> the celebration. <laughs> yeah. Nobody has that much shit to celebrate. Yeah. That's that's absolutely insane. But so the yeah, that's my that's my contract. The the, the Allen Iverson contract. I really uh I like that one. It's my favorite. And not only that, not only get too far off track with Johnny Depp, but I don't really <laughs> I feel like if I went to a Johnny Depp party and he gave me champagne, I would, you know, I'd feel like this is ridiculous. Like if I go to a Johnny Depp party, like I wouldn't be surprised to see like Leeds vodka. You know, like I'm thinking it's going to be like a bunch of grunge. You know, there's just like drugs on the tables. He's like, go ahead and do some drugs. What drugs are these? They're all the drugs. <laughs> He's slipping you, in and out of different characters. That, the Hunter S. Thompson character there. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think he ever got out of that character. No, maybe not. I mean, he just replaced all, how... all them drugs with champagne. <laughs> champagne might have leveled him out. That's how he got so. That's how he got so good at Jack Sparrow. Hey, speaking of movies, I know we 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 went down the list of everything we were going to talk about. This wasn't on it, but while we're on the subject of Johnny Depp and movies, did you hear about American Underdog? American Underdog comes out this year, December 10th, is the story of Kurt Warner. Really? Yes. Really? And guess who plays Kurt Kurt Warner? I could totally see this. As soon as I read it, I was like, that's perfect. Hmm. I can't think of it. Zachary Levi or Levy. I think it's Levi. He pronounces it. Shazam. Ah, see, I think is he not too tall to be? Um, he's six. Zachary Levy is six three, and so, Kurt Angle's what like five ten. Kurt 11? Warner, not Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt Warner. Kurt Why Warner. Am I thinking Kurt Angle? <laughs> Why am I thinking Kurt Angle? I don't Kurt, know. Kurt I Warner. Sworn you said Kurt. Angle. Did I? I don't think. Maybe I did. It's I Kurt think Warner. That'd be cool too. Like yeah. see him breaking that would and... that would be cool as shit too. A, a Kurt Angle movie. Maybe we should get on that. We'll get the Stone Cold to play Kurt Kurt Angle. <laughs> Just, <laughs> get a wig on hold, we'll make him hold his breath. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the Kurt Angle story—it's got some pretty big stars in it too. Uh, Zachary Levy, Anna Paquin—I guess my guess is she's playing his wife, probably. Uh, and mm. Dennis Quaid is in it. It would have been better if it was Randy Quaid, uh, but Dennis Quaid <laughs> is in, is in it. So I, Randy Quaid. Show up at, in a spaceship every day. Yeah, <laughs> that would be crazy. The Hawks are going to win this game. I they're still they're still down big, but I you could just tell like the Bucks came out and they were energized and Middleton shooting lights out. But they, I think the Hawks are going to win. Uh, but I thought that was a cool a cool thing uh, because Court Warner does have an amazing story, and he's he's a good dude that I rooted for just because it was like that. Dude was bagging groceries he went from bagging groceries to winning a super bowl like overnight yeah i mean he played in and he played in all of the the nfl europe and uh the arena league right he was in the arena he was in the arena league yeah yeah and And it just uh, it just kind of all came together for him 
I mean, it, it worked out better for him than like Manziel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I th- I was a lot, lot more interested when it was Kurt Angle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. He he was a ram. He was a ram and a cardinal. How excited am I going to get? About and a giant, him? huh? He was a giant. Yeah, and instead of being a giant, he should have been a 49er. He should have been a bear. He should have been a bear. You, you heard about the spider? He got bit by a spider and uh-huh. was unable to take the flight to Chicago, and instead he signed with Arizona. But that's the type of shit that happens to Chicago yeah. quarterbacks. He said he pretty much fully intended to sign with Chicago, too. But um, instead of rescheduling the trip and pushing Arizona back, he went to Arizona and was going to visit Chicago after that. And then everything just went right. And he ended up signing with. Everybody. And who did, who did the, who were the receivers? Was, was Marshall there? Was that yeah. Marshall and Hester? Was it Arizona or was it? Um, Hmm. Let me look it up. It actually might have been St. Louis. So let me see. Kurt Warner. I'm just going to type in spider bite. Oh, you mean before he went? Yeah, I I think it was. Yep, it was before he signed with the Rams. So who the fuck knows? Uh, But then he may not have been. been, May not have been anything. He, he probably he probably wouldn't have been. Right. Probably would have been. And let's see. I'm trying to think. What was that? Um, late nineties. That was like late 90s, 99. Yeah. I think so, ninety nine. They won the Super Bowl. So we had like Curtis Conway, Bobby Ingram. We had some okay receivers. Nothing like what they had. I'll tell you what. The 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 person who Kurt Warner should thank is whoever broke uh, Trent Green's leg. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because Trent Green was solid. Oh, you know who we had around there? Um, Marcus Robinson. He would have he would have benefited from from some Kurt Warner. Yeah. Well, I think I think him I think he would have traded uh, traded him to have Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt and Marshall uh, Fall. Yes, hundred percent. Washington football team find find a measly ten million dollars today. This is that one of the should go to me. This is such a weird. It should go to um, Johnny Depp for his champagne. Actually, you know what they're going to use the money for? <laughs> they're going to use it to three months worth of champagne. Invest in workplace culture. Not it doesn't say who it just says to be distributed among companies who wish to invest in workplace culture. Does uh, organizations committed to character education, anti-bullying, healthy relationships. So. Uh, I'm gonna do my best to recant this or re re um repeat this story at best of my recollection. Two former employees, uh, or sorry, 40 former employees complained about workplace culture, including and this happened uh last year, right? Right around the beginning of, of last year. When when the shit was really falling apart, right for for them, it's a nine nine point lead for the Bucks here. They were up by as many as twenty. Uh, things had really started to fall apart, and everybody came out of the woodwork. And it was just sexual harassment, workplace misconduct, 
uh, racism, prejudice. It was like basically everything that you could do wrong as an organization, they were doing wrong. So somehow they just concluded the investigation and the entire thing resulted in not one typed word in the report. Not one typed word. They received an oral report from They're like right, right, right. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Grab okay. Your, yeah. Grab it was, your it ass and sounded ask sound you to expose terrible. your breath. Sound terrible. But they fined them ten million dollars, which by the way, uh ten million dollars for an organization that's worth three and a half billion dollars. That yeah. is the equivalent of a two hundred and eighty-five dollar fine for somebody who makes a hundred grand a year. Like right. it's it's nothing. No. But they need to stop them fine. It's like the, you know, when the Clippers, the Clippers had to sell the team with, with Sterling. Mm-hmm. Sterling had to sell the team. Yes. When you do stuff like that, that's when culture changes. Yes. Yeah. This when is you, nothing. When you take around, when you take three first round draft picks away from a team, that'll change the culture. You know, I, 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 they could never do something like college, I feel like, and like eliminate them from the playoffs for, mm-hmm. a, you know, they couldn't ban them from the playoffs for a right. year or two. That would cripple the team. They, they wouldn't get any free they're, agents. They're or... banning themselves from the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably they're like, ban us, ban yeah, us. Yeah. But I, I think if you took away first round draft picks for shit like that, it would stop. Yeah, I agree. It's just, the level of discrepancy between the 139 page report that came as a result of deflate gate and how detail they went into. And then you've got sexual harassment, possibly rape allegations. I don't know all the details, but just not good. It, it doesn't send a good message to female employees in the NFL. That's that's the culture of, you know, corporate America. It's a boys club. Like, you're not, you know, they, you're not going to, they're not going to, you know, do anything more than slap people on the wrist. Cause when people hear, wow, 10, they got fined 10 million, this will straighten them out. You know, like, yeah, if you got fined 10 million, yeah, that would fuck your life up. Right. But when you start then, thinking about it, this is nothing. Like when the, or the Patriots got fined. Yeah. That was nothing. That was, Absolutely nothing. When you start taking away things that make your football team function, then, like, if they took ten million off the salary cap, the Saints got a stiff, way stiffer penalty. Their fucking coach got suspended for a, a year. Right. I. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't doing it to women. It, I'm not. I don't want to turn this into a. You know, like a big political, you know, that that's not. I mean, I guess it, like, it, it can be, but yeah, it, it's, I'm not. But the, these are the things that have to change in in sports. Yeah, because when when these things start to change, when these things start to change, you won't. It won't be a big deal when like Becky Hammond doesn't get the job over a Chauncey Billups. Right. They're going to say, okay, well, Billups was more qualified, right? Instead right. Which, of, oh, well, he didn't. Yeah. Right. 
And, you know, you can make the case that he is or he isn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, but, that's another conversation altogether, by the way, right. the whole Chauncey Billups thing, well, which I, I trying to loop it in. Yeah, I think he did a fantastic job addressing that, too, by the way. I mean, th- that's also, you know, the the culture of, of this kind of corporate America kind of thing. A, a guy in 1997 is not even convicted of a crime, goes through, he's been they, man of the they, year, I believe. They dropped the charges. He didn't, right. like, there, there was nothing. Like, it was an accusation, and then it went away. Right. Did something happen? I have no idea what happened. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Trust me, I was not there. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I'm, I'm pretty confident that nothing happened. I haven't, I haven't been involved in any type of fuckery like that ever, especially not in Boston. Yes. But um, you bring it up now in 2021. You bring it up 25 years later when he goes to get a job. That's what makes it seem like cancel culture. Right. It's like, where were you? I didn't hear shit about this when he was winning title with the Pistons. He was uh, an all-star. Like it wasn't a thing. No, no. I I, didn't he get like the NBA man of the year award? Yeah. Like the humanitarian. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. You know, nobody said anything that. Nobody said anything when he's been a candidate, when people have been talking about him for the last three years, that he needs somebody needs to hire him to be a coach. Nobody brought it up again. That's the bullshit I'm talking about. Yeah, and he, we need to be consistent. And either we condemn him all the time for whatever he's doing, or you can't just randomly pick. Right. You go after him, but you won't go after the, you know, the, the conglomerate that's the Washington football team, you know, but Hey, at least they're not called the Redskins anymore. Right. <laughs> that's that, that's what they're giving you. They're like, at least they're not, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Chauncey Billups was named teammate of the year. Uh, I think that's what you're thinking of. Um, in 20, 2013, one of it, one of his last years. In the but do you, do you ever remember anybody saying anything about Not a bad I didn't I'd never even heard of this. I've never heard anything I've never heard a bad word about Chauncey Bell. Nope, me neither. I'd never heard of this allegation, these accusations. It just I when it when it came up, I was like I had the same reaction that Dame did. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like where did this come from? Yeah, I love Dame's uh, quote. Yeah, he's like, sorry, sorry, I didn't watch the news when I was nine. <laughs> Sorry if I wasn't up on rape culture when I was seven, you know, but. And that's another thing. Like, why go after Dave? Like, yeah, that's I, dude. Dave's not, he's not he's not out here promoting rape. He's not like I. he didn't say, I don't care if he raped somebody or not. I'm trying to win a championship. I want a good coach. He didn't say that. He didn't know. He was like the rest of America. Nobody knew. Nobody knew about this. Yeah. And then people dug it up and it's look, there should be consequences for your actions, but cancel culture is, is it's stupid because eventually somebody's going to do something that people are going to want to cancel you over. And when you take a look at what Billups, it's entirely possible. He did nothing. It's entirely possible. He did nothing. Right. So you're going to ruin this man's life over nothing. 
Well, I mean, not ruin his life. I don't think it's going to ruin his not, life. You know what it's I mean? It's going to ruin an opportunity for if he, if he, If the Blazers change their mind and rescinded their offer, do you think he ever gets another head coaching job? It's no. we it, right. No, no, because he, because he's it's not like the, if, the, he, the, if he had coached someone and they had a 65 win season, like, for instance, if this happened to Phil Jackson after the Bulls, right, Phil Jackson would still get a job. And, oh, we have to talk about that also. Oh, yeah. Sideshow side Scotty. I have, I have some choice words about my man, Scotty. I love love Scotty, but. Listen, salty Scotty is not what is not good. No, that ain't it, Chief. That is not it. But you know, I, I'm I'm just tired of everything. Look, there's right, there's wrong for everybody. Okay, if you don't know, like, don't go spouting off your mouth about oh he did this. I know what kind of person he is. Uh, fuck you, you troublemaker. <laughs> But there are certain people that when you hear them get accused of stuff like this, you're like, inclined. I can see him doing that. Like when I heard it about Billups, I'm like, I mean, obviously I don't know the dude and I'm right. a little biased because he's one of my favorite players of all time. Right. But I'm just like, it just doesn't seem like, and when I say like, it doesn't seem like something he would do. It's just because like you said, nobody's ever said a bad word about him. But when somebody accuses Trevor Bauer of, of, sexual misconduct you're kind of like i'm kind of like yeah i could see that dude is an asshole <laughs> he is he hasn't helped his case with his um right. behavior in in the past couple of years right but that's not that but you can't convict somebody on them you can't say that they would do a violent crime just because they're because they're an asshole right otherwise yeah. there would like, be a lot of like dennis robin dennis robin is a huge freak you know He's mm-hmm. a huge freak. And I remember reading in his book, uh, he said some, I, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but, you know, he, he spent the night with a woman in like Vegas or whatever. And as she's getting ready to leave, she's like, I'm going to need you to give, write me a check for $10,000. And he's like, what? He's like, you know, I didn't know you were a prostitute or something on those lines. Yeah. And she's like, if you don't give me 10 grand, I'm going to tell everybody you raped. And even if, you know, but it's like, even if, even if it gets proven that he didn't do it, he's going to lose a ton of money in lawyers. He's going to probably lose sponsors. People are all going to second guess him. He might not, he might get released. He might, you know, that might be the last straw for him. And and she could take that $10,000 check and be like, yeah, he raped me. And then try to pay me off. Give me ten grand. Yes. So that's a no-win situation. Um, And and even with this thing with Bauer, like you know, I'm sort of half joking that you know I could see him going, yeah, maybe he did do that. Um, But there's been no charges filed against him. No. It's just accusations. Um, And I'm not victim blaming, but just from what this statement says here, it says. He strangled her while he was having sex with her until she lost consciousness on multiple occasions, repeatedly punched her in the face during sex and left her with injuries that required hospitalization. Mm. I'm confused as to why there was more than one instance of that. 
Yeah. But I mean, that's there's there's all kinds. of I mean, there's all kinds of things, you know, because then you could say, well, she was she was afraid of. Was this his girlfriend? Or? I, I don't I don't think that has come out yet. Um, but. And again, not not victim blaming. And right. I a lot of times these things are very complicated situations. She could have been afraid of her, but she said the first time that they met. He used her hair to choke her unconscious. And when she woke up, he was penetrating her anally. So, yeah, like this is some like deep twisted shit. Um, But then somehow she was with him again. I mean, and again, it's hard to put yourself in somebody's position. But if I'm a woman and the first time I meet you, you choke me out with my own hair and then penetrate me anally, that's probably going to be the last time we meet. Yeah, I, I would I would say so. I would say so, but, you know, you never know what's going through somebody's mind. Yeah. You know, and I I mean, that that's a, that's a hefty, hefty thing to, to bring on somebody. If that shit's not true, that's some fucked up shit i'll tell you that and if it is true that's even more well and and with his defense his defense he has text messages from her that contain phrases saying give me all the pain and choke me out no so here's another like it's another wrinkle it's like right okay like i don't know this this is one of those things that it's interesting that she waits until after he signs a three-year, hundred and two million dollar contract to start bringing all this stuff out. Um, and then you know he kept receipts. He's got these. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, that's what, invest in the iCloud, people. You never know when you might need them. Shit, but, print that shit out. You know, I watch too much Judge Judy to not know to print out your text messages from anybody who owes you money and write them. Keep the you, keep the Raven. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, but the worst part, I mean, this and and this is this is the problem with this, you know, the the women, a woman who might fabricate a story about an athlete like this, if one out of a hundred of them does this, it fucks it up for ninety nine people. Yeah, it does. You know, it really fucks up because then people are just going to say, oh, remember the girl that Trevor Bauer, uh, you know, supposedly, you know, did this to. I don't know what's happening in any of the situations because, like I said, I'm never there. But, you know, like. You know, you keep you keep saying you're never there, Mike. <laughs> have you uh, what, what's that saying? Uh, Thou dost protest too much. Is that that the, that the saying? I don't know what you're talking about. I was at your house. I was <laughs> hanging out at your house. Okay, that that put takes us both off the hook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you're right. It, it makes it, and these are conversations that, as a, as a father of a teenage boy, I have these conversations with him, and right. I'm like, this is why I won't leave you alone with a girl anywhere, because. Somebody could get pissed off at you for something completely unrelated. Absolutely. 
And obviously you would never do anything like this, but now your whole life is potentially ruined. Right. Or at least your reputation. The one of the the first days I was on campus at school in Oklahoma. Um, The coach brings myself, my roommate, and two other black freshmen. All of us black guys. Brings us all, sits us down in his office. He's talking to us, and he goes, listen, I want to tell you a story. And he tells us a story, and it's – you know, to get right into the meat and potatoes of the story, there's a chick who got tag teamed by two dudes on the basketball team, two black dudes. Mm-hmm. People started to find out, and she didn't like what people were saying about her. Okay. And so she said they raped her. Mm. This is. You know, not to talk bad about Oklahoma, but this is a, a place where black guys do not want to be accused of raping. May, a white yeah, girl. may not get the benefit of the doubt. So she she finally rescinded her statement and said that it was consensual. The prosecutor actually went to uh, the coach and he was like, I could still burn their asses yeah. if I wanted to. He goes, and he was like, keep your players in check and keep them off these white girls. So he sat us down. He basically said, don't talk to white women. That's crazy. Yeah. And, right. And this is, this is not 1962, yeah. 1941. This is 2000. But it is Oklahoma. And they're, they're always a little <laughs> bit behind. <laughs> yeah. I, I got something on Oklahoma here. Uh, University of Oklahoma has a eight item ban on what their athletes are not allowed to use their name, image, or likeness for. Uh, you can probably name them, um, but let's just go down the list. So, so number number one sort of surprises me, but doesn't at the same time because it's Oklahoma. Uh, assault weapons. You can't promote assault weapons. Number Which two. I kind of feel like you you have to tell somebody in that area. Yeah. Oh because, yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna get approached by Bobby's bazookas. Yeah. <laughs> so I like you get Spencer Rattler and he's got a cannon for an arm, mm-hmm. and next thing you know he's he's got a an AR-15 named after him. Mm-hmm. You know that they, they don't want that because then next thing you know when some kid shoots up, you know. God forbid, shoots up a school or something and uses the Spencer Rattler uh, semi-automatic weapon, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's going to be a shit show. Uh, bars and nightclubs, cannabis, sports wagering, drugs and alcohol, pornography, pro sports teams, which I, I guess makes some sense, uh, and tobacco. See, the only one I have a problem with is alcohol. Especially yes. if they're if they're twenty one, if they're twenty one mm-hmm. and they get a deal from Coors Light or some whiskey or something like that, it's funny you say that. You know why that's funny to me? Because they also have a list of um, 
companies that invest or advertise with the University of Oklahoma, and they're not allowed to endorse any of their competitors. And number one on that list is Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch is the biggest sponsor of University of Oklahoma. So we're talking about this, of course, because today is the first day of the name image likeness policy that has taken place finally in NCAA, where athletes can now use their own name, image, and likeness to make money for themselves. Uh, and it has created, it has been, it's been a very eventful day. Uh, a, and, a veritable shit storm of, of advertising deals have come across. Right. And it, it, it ultimately it's a great thing because it's great for, for the college athlete and it's great for professional sports. So now I think we'll see the guys, you know, if they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars in college, they're not going to say, all right, well, you know, I'm not, I might not be ready for the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to stay here my senior year or especially in a sport like basketball. Everybody in the NBA draft. This could be the best for the NBA. I think they might be the biggest beneficiaries. 100% because now you're going to see guys in their junior and senior year. I feel like, you know, if, if you got, if, if, if you have, could you imagine being in college and having like, you know, a $5 million deal? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. You know, and, and these deals are going to get bigger. Of course, this is just the beginning. Everybody's sort of testing the waters, trying to figure this out. Um, I, I, I'm sure you've seen this on Twitter and, and, and other social media platforms, like talking about which, which collegiate athletes that are no longer in college would have benefited the most from this. Dion. What are some of the ones that, so Dion, yeah. Bo Jackson. Okay. Um, maybe even Tim Tebow. Tebow, definitely. Yep. Um, um, one, this is one that I hadn't seen anybody throw. Zion. Yep. That's Z- it. That's the one I haven't seen anybody like Dion's the first one that see, I, I've seen Tebow a lot, but I feel like Zion would made a shit ton of money because he was something. What about Len Bias? Len Bias yeah. was a big fucking deal. Yeah. Len Bias. Um, is he? I is mean, he, of course, but, even, even, even Jordan. Yes, um, Jordan. Definitely. This is some butterfly effect shit, but if this was in, in effect back then, does Len Bias live? Cause that's not like his big payday, his big thing. Like he's already making money. Like who right. the fuck knows? I mean, and again, I mean, this some, may have already been doing COVID. some, some Ray J stuff, which will we, did we talk about that off the air? The, the Ray, Ray J, J butterfly effect. No. Oh God. I'll, I'll send you the story. There's somebody, somebody named like three things that Ray J did and the butterfly effect that, that, they basically blamed him for Bruce Jenner being a woman at this point. Oh my God. Because if you think about it, he sort of changed all their lives. Bruce, Bruce Jenner has been, has been dressing like a woman for like 50 years. Yes, he has, but maybe, maybe not the, the sex change. Oh shit. This is a big one too. Cameo. Cameo is a big one. Are you familiar with cameo? The singer? No, no, no. The uh, yeah, I'm jumping around a little bit. We're off of Ray J. Um, the uh, the the app. So there's an app called Cameo where you can pay people for a shout out. 
they'll do like a, a video, like a personalized video. There's a lot of athletes on there. Um, college athletes are now on there. So current prices uh, for Cameo, uh, Spencer Rattler is $125. Um, uh, Bijan Robinson, the running back, uh, is $100. Uh, Ryan Holinsky, the quarterback from Northwestern, is $50. Bucks. Um, and they, they make this money and they just record like a 30 second video. So this, that's going to be huge for them too. They just got to be careful what they say. Could you imagine, could you imagine going to class and you've got a professor telling you this and you make like 10 times, 10 times what he makes. Yeah. And And you haven't started your career yet. (laughs) This is like your side hustle. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's, it's cool the stuff that they're endorsing. It's they're all over the place, man. They're endorsing like lo- everything from local companies. Uh, and now I saw some LSU baseball players in, in, um, endorsing a. Um, uh, it's like a spice. It's called uh, Creo uh, Bayou Dust. He's he's endorsing that, and it's just it's it's very cool. Well, I mean, and the funny thing is now they're just going to be on the books because. When I was when I was in school, um, a friend of mine actually said that uh, he he had actually told me that uh, you know his his uh, I don't know if his dad was a booster or he was connected with a booster, but uh, his dad had cattle and he had like these big oil derricks and you basically need somebody to come check on the oil derricks like every once in a while to make sure they're still going up and down I guess. He was a big booster for OU and he had, uh, he said he used to meet like uh, a lot of the players. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like who? And he's like Bosworth and like Keith Jackson were pretty close. He said, Brian Bosworth used to make like $10,000 a week because he was supposed to be the person checking on the oil derricks. Like that's like a, a minimum wage job. Yeah. And you know, he's making like $10,000 a week. It's like in blue chips. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, now guys are, you know, they won't have to say that that's their, their job that they work, you know, seven hours a week at, you know, to get this. Brian Bosworth had a Corvette in college. He had, he had, he had a Corvette and Brand spanking like, a, like a Jeep Wrangler or something in college. Like, Be- this yeah that, that that's nuts and and that stuff just out in the open right now does that does it change where I mean, people will go to school because they're going to get yes. a better a better chance yes. of endorsement deal right yes. like a, a school like Miami you know right you're going to go to your and it sucks because you know some of these like HBCU schools are just starting to get some traction and get some bigger players yeah you know, they're probably going to get hurt by a situation like that. Um, but how about this? How many people do you think would have not gone straight into the draft if they could have monetized themselves in college? Like A lot. Do you think LeBron James goes straight to the NBA? Probably not because you also do this. You also now have a proven track record and maybe a portfolio 
of before and after sales for the companies that you endorsed in college. So now your endorsement deals in the pros are even bigger. Hey, I was just doing this and I was playing in, in, in a, in a pack pack 10, you know, right. now I'm, I'm, I'm center for the Lakers. Like I could see, I could see like Kobe going to go into school. Um, I don't know if he'd stay there four years, but I could see Kobe going there. Um, I could see a guy like even like Kyrie Irving. I could see him staying in school. You know, some of these guys staying in school. A guy like Kevin Garnett was probably going to jump to the NBA because uh, I don't believe he had the grades to go D one. Yeah, no. Uh, BYU so, is banning their players from sponsoring. Ready for this coffee? They <laughs> don't want to be stimulated. <laughs> That's uh. It's interesting, and the the rules are going to change a lot, uh, right? Right. It's gonna it's gonna fluctuate quite a bit. But somebody like Dion, Dion might not have ever gone to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> must, must be the money. <laughs> He's like, I'm making too much money here. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the NBA. Couple All couple right. quick things. Jalil Okafor is the human lucky rabbit's foot. Five. <laughs> Um, in four of the last five years, the team that he played on won the number one overall pick. So two things. One, you ain't going to be any good if you have Jalil Okafor on your team. I think the type of teams that are signing Jalil Okafor are struggling. And he's a good luck charm. 2016, Sixers get the number one pick. 2017, Sixers get the number one pick. 2019, Pelicans get the number one pick. And 2021, the Detroit Pistons end up with the number one pick. Thank you, Lucky Rabbit's Foot, Jalil Okafor. I thought that was a really weird stat. Like, that's what what are the chances of that happening? Like, even the, the ping pong balls bouncing the right way, it's, it's unlikely right. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> And he, you talk about staying, staying in school. He's another guy. If he stays in school, he is absolutely dominant by the time he leaves there. Yeah. Cause he was a damn good player in school. Yeah. He, I definitely thought he was going to be a better pro than he is. Yeah. He had, he had just a, a solid, but I, I also feel like him being a solid post player may have hurt him. Yeah. With he came in the league right as it kind of went like full fledged no centers. The 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 sissification as uh Ben yeah. Gundy put it. Yeah. That was great. I loved it when he said that. Mm-hmm. Because Nia's like, look, he's he's saying like what you're saying. I'm like, because I sit here and I call guys sissies all day. Like, <laughs> like I'm sitting here walking. Listen, I I'm I'm gonna. This is no slight to women's basketball or anything. Well, it's definitely not going to sound slight, but um, I have been watching WNBA games and enjoying myself much more than watching NBA games. You watch a WNBA game, it's still basketball. They shoot threes, but they still move the ball. They work it into the post. They do the things that – here's a good, good example. The Clippers the other night, 21 of 28 inside three-pointer. And I think they were like four of 17, three-point, you know, from three-pointer. Why are you not just 
Why are you still chucking up threes? Yeah, stop, stop, stop shooting. Stop. It, you're you're dominating inside. And I understand that their their game is to shoot threes, but you're dominating inside. You're 21 of 28. Quit and they start shooting and they keep shooting threes and the Suns climb back in the game. I mean, they ended up winning, but that's kind of stuff that is it's frustrating to see every game a team has a 20 point lead and they and they lose. I've never seen more leads get low. Like it used to be you go into a to the fourth quarter up 16, 17, your starters are gonna play like three minutes. It's, and it's, yeah, and, and it's a wrap. You get to the eight minute mark and it's a four point game. Yeah. Yep, that's why I love me some live betting. Um, Kit, what talking about the Clippers, man? Fuck Pat Beverly. What that was? That was. I I can't remember a more bitch move in the past like decade. That was that was up there with like Ron Artest stomping on the cameraman. (laughs) Or his elbow. Or or the elbow. elbow. Yeah. James Harden elbow. Yeah. Um. But uh, at least. I mean, and it, it's still, is it meta? It's still meta world piece. Right? He, yeah, he's still meta world piece. All right, at least meta. Mama he named has. him Artest. I'm going to call him Artest. <laughs> Mama named him Artest. <laughs> Mama named him Ronald. Mama named him Ronald. I'm going to call him Ronald. Um, but at least he was dealing with stuff. He's, he has mental illness. You know? yeah, Beverly's just a dick. He's just an asshole. You can't talk that much shit. And then when you get embarrassed, like Chris Paul absolutely embarrassed him. He showed the, the difference in ability between he and Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly supposed to be the big time stopper. Chris Paul was dominating everybody. Yeah. And every he was doing stuff he's not even good at. You know, yes. he was just hitting threes. He was hitting threes like crazy. Yeah, him and Crowder were on fire. Yeah, you know. So, listen, you got it. If if you're Pat Beverly, there's no shame in he as Pat Pat Beverly. Nobody expects to be great. No, I mean so Pat no Beverly shame. does. But what's that? I said Pat Beverly expects Pat, Pat Beverly to be great. Pat Beverly and Skip Bayless. But there's no shame in him saying. Hey, my tricks did not work on you, you know, and, and you move on, you congratulate him and and move on. You know, you can't talk that much crap and get upset when he didn't even say I've watched that replay so many times. He just smirked that he just, that's exactly what it is. He just kind of looked at him. That smirk, that smirk had a mm -hmm. thousand words. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then we get to the sissification. Now, it was a sissy move by Beverly to push him. First of all, if you're going to get kicked out and it's the end of the season, you might as well do something more than, than push him in the back. You should have, like, drop kicked him. That was pretty That was pretty bad, though. I mean, he got his complete yeah. back to him, and, you know, he pushed him. He gave him that little whiplash, you know, that happens when you get pushed in the back like yeah. that. But Chris Paul, in all of his sissification, because Chris Paul's a sissy. He's, he's, he's a flopper. He's a Chris Paul lays on the ground. Yeah. Like he got shot in the back. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Like, it, 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 there's got to be a point when you're like, your manhood makes you get up 
people were giving Kaminsky um, shit for not laying him out. And he did give him like a tiny little shove. Yeah, but you're on the end of the bench. No, yeah, Kam- no, Kaminsky was right there. Beverly. He, no, no, be- no, no, no. I mean, he's on the. End oh, of, the, like okay, gotcha. For in the, like yeah. the rotation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's on the end of the bench. Yeah, like if if they lose him, it's not really going to make that much of a difference. Yes. Yeah, he should have popped him. Yes, but and I he think, was right there. I think. I think. Even just give him may- a harder shove, because if he gets, yeah. if he gives him a harder shove. He maybe Kaminsky gets kicked out of that game yesterday, but he ain't getting suspended. And if he does, who cares? Right. But Frank the, Frank also, the tank. You know, listen, it, they also may have been leery of, of another dude over there, Boogie Cousins, who. Yeah, because Boogie already wasn't very happy with, with Chris Paul, <laughs> who I, I, you know, he wakes up. He looks like the kind of person who wakes up angry. Yeah. He's, so he's just got that look. Um, I think there was a few people who made some business decisions to 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 be the better guy yeah. and, and walk away because uh, I don't think there's too many people in the Suns who want a part of Boogie. No, no you know so. Crowder talks a good game. Um, I don't I, know. Crowder Crowder seems like like a dude who wouldn't wouldn't shy away from a scrap. He wouldn't shy away from him, but. You know, Boogie's Boogie looks great. Boogie looks like he's bringing a, a chair to that. Fight. That block he had was vicious. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If we're talking, if we're talking dudes that that are legit tough guys on the Suns, it's probably just uh, DeAndre Ayton, and that's probably it. Maybe Crowder. Yeah. Maybe maybe Ayton. DeAndre Ayton looks like he kills rabbits when he pets them. He looks like Greg <laughs> Odin's slightly younger brother. Like when it when it comes from an aging perspective. Like, like, like he, Greg Oden's 48. And yeah, he's and he's 46. Yeah, he does not look like he's like 22 or whatever he is. You know, it's that it's that scrag. He's got that scraggly, like, old man beard. He's yes, got, like, the, that, the patch beard. You know, like, he just came out of the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can he, say that. You can't. Yeah. I'll say it for I, the both of us. I was very happy. Thank you. I was very, very happy to see Phoenix uh, move on and win. I think they're going to win it all. Um, I'm, I'm nursing my both of my bets here. Uh, my dr- my dream is for both of those teams to make it into the finals, and I'll cash out the Hawks and let the Suns beat them, and I'll and I'll double dip on this finals. Um, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the Hawks are going to get past. I think the Bucks will take Giannis for Trey. Like if if they said okay, yeah. hey, you're gonna lose Giannis for the series, but they're also gonna lose Trey. That's advantage Bucks right there. Yeah, because absolutely. the Bucks, the Hawks don't really have another scorer. The 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 Bucks do. I mean, Chris Middleton is a legit number one scoring option. Drew Holiday can score. Um, and what they're getting tonight is what they need out of Brooke Lopez. I mean, dudes putting up points he's got like 22 23 points um that's that's something that they've been missing and he's he's pounding in the paint and i haven't seen uh i don't capella's playing but he i he hasn't been on the court a whole lot right so yeah this is is not uh, necessarily bo- uh, bone well for the hawks but they're they're hanging around i mean they're only down 10 right now what is, is uh is it half time no, it's uh five forty left in the third quarter. Third quarter, okay. And uh, yeah, Lopez is leading leading scorer with twenty three points. Um, 
Drew Holiday with 18, Chris Middleton with 17. It's about what you would expect. I would actually would have expected uh, Middleton uh, to, to get a little more, and I'm a little shocked that Lopez has 23 points. But nobody's scoring. Nobody's scoring on the Hawks, man. It's uh, They only got uh, – you know, I thought they were going to get a little more out of Lou Williams. Um, Bogdanovich has 16. It looks like his ankle is all good. But it's, it's still a close game. It was only 12 points, which, as we talked about before, that can – look how quick that Suns lead exploded last night. I mean, they were up like seven, eight, and before you know it, it was like twenty-two. Right, but and you know, the only thing I worry about with with Middleton, Middleton plays really well at home, and sometimes he's he's a little suspect. He's a very streaky road. shooter. Yeah, he, he's very streaky, and, and when he gets cold, he's ice cold. And he started that's how he started off the series. He was not very productive. But last game, obviously, he was he was lights out, and uh, he started off hot in this game, and it's just kind of tailed off. I do think uh, I do I do think that uh, I don't think Giannis is going to play again in this series. I, I he may be done. Um, they bad. said they said there's no structural damage, which is great, um, no structural damage at all. But from you know, anytime an injury, sports injury happens. Everybody on Twitter, all the doctors, like legit doctors, want to be like, hey, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. I did not see anybody say anything good about that injury. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I I sprained my knee a couple of years ago. Uh, I wasn't doing anything athletic. I, I slipped in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> While you were hiking up a mountain, right? Uh, I was walking down a driveway. <laughs> <laughs> It was on your way sweet. on your way to get in the car to go hiking up a mountain. It was no, <laughs> it, was a, it was a steep driveway. Now I, I had like, I had like you know I had like my work clothes on and suit and um, iPad and shit and I slipped and everything went fucking flying everywhere. It was huh. and it it was like it, one of those instant snowstorms. And uh, yeah, I, at first I was like oh, more embarrassed than anything, and. I drove back to the office and I was like, yeah, my knee kind of hurts. I'm going to call it a day. And by the time I got back in the car, I couldn't, I could hardly drive home. It was like stiffen up. It, it had stiffened up. And then the next day it looked like two, two legs. It was like two of my legs. Oh man. And, uh, you know, that I, I was I had to wear one of those long fucking knee braces that you can't move your leg like oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. So uh and that was like that was like three weeks. And like three weeks later I wasn't wasn't playing basketball. You know, so I, I don't know. Like these guys obviously get a lot better care than than I would get. Yeah. But that's a painful. That's, that's a painful thing. Uh, I forgot to mention this earlier when we were talking about Pat Bev. Did you see his quote unquote apology? No. It first of all, it's a tweet. You can't really apologize with the tweet. He said, "CP three, my emotions got the best of me. That wasn't meant for you." Here, here's the exact tweet. Emotions got the best of me last night, gang. My bad. Wasn't meant for you. Congrats on making it to the finals. Best of luck. What it, What does that mean? Wasn't meant for him. He pushed. The, there was nobody else anywhere near there. 
I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's saying. I guess that, he's saying he took know, out like, his frustrations on him. Yeah, he just took. You know, he's he was frustrated and he just took him out. You know. Well, look, Listen, don't Chris do dumb shit win. like trash talk players who are significantly better than you. Don't do dumb shit like tell Steph Curry, hey, you've had your five years, but the next five years are mine. But Steph Curry's response to that was the best. What did he say? I don't remember. He's like, he's like, aren't you like 31? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, and the, like, Pat, you don't got another five good years in yeah, and it's like I get like Van earlier in the game, Van Gundy was sort of like I don't want to say pumping him up, but he was he was sort of like saying like good for good for Patrick Beverly. He's been through this, he's been through that, but that doesn't give him the. There's plenty of players who have been through a lot that don't act like complete fuck assholes on the court, and he Beverly is just that's a new term a fuck asshole. <laughs> Beverly acts like a complete smack ass when he's on the court. Almost at all times. And it was just amplified yesterday because he was in the national spotlight, losing the Western Conference Finals. And then he did something, some asshole shit at the end of the game. I I do feel bad for the Clippers, though, because they went through a lot. I mean, they lost Ibaka. They lost um, Zubov. They lost their best player in Kawhi. I mean, that was that was that was rough. Everybody the Suns have played has had some serious injury. Yes, yeah, and, but the Suns have had some injuries too. I mean, you know, Booker yeah. had had his nose broken, uh, which oh, he took. Yeah. That was that was some shot he took from Kane, from Payne uh, and Paul both from, have, have have been yeah. injured. Yep, and then Paul had um, Paul had COVID. COVID. So yeah, they 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 have had a few injuries too, but they've managed to dodge the major bullets. Right. And, and let's not forget the Lakers will full strength for the first game and the Suns won. So, well, full strength, you know, right. as full strength as they could have been coming into that. Right. They had everybody playing, but I remember somebody, I forget who we had on the show had said the Lakers were, you know, one of those guys were going to have some problems with, with those injuries. Yeah. Forget who it was. Yeah. Believe Sorry, whoever that was, I, I, I apologize for not not knowing who he was. Do you remember who it was? <laughs> I believe it was you. And, oh, and no we wonder. definitely said after game one that the, the Lakers were in trouble. As a matter of fact, I think that's even in the description of, of that show. Lakers are in trouble. Uh, and it was, uh, I think, either after that game or after the next game where somebody put a future bet, a five-unit future bet, on, on the Suns to win it all, so we we definitely uh, we definitely saw this one coming early, um, and they've just uh, why is Bobby Portis staying behind the three point line? Bobby Portis, he I like I always like Bobby Portis's game. I was upset when uh, when Chicago let him go. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Bobby Portis is a solid uh, role player. He's he what I like about him is he he's a dude that always seems to just know and accept his role yes yeah yes. i just wish and, he would stop shooting well actually in this game he could shoot all three she wants i i actually uh imani uh you know she she just started summer league high school that day yep mm-hmm. she's she's been starting high school summer league and she's been playing pretty well and i sent her stuff like she's a really good rebounder and she's she's a good you know defender and a lot of she has really good instincts on 
on defense. And she's really timid on offense. She's not a bad offensive player, but she doesn't like to make mistakes. She feels like it's like everybody's looking at you when you have the ball and she doesn't want to make the mistake. But uh, I said, that's fine. I said, as long as you're not a liability, that's fine. If everyone knows their role on their team, that's when everything starts to come together. When you get five, when you get five players that all want to be the leading score, you're going to suck. Yeah. When you get two guys or two girls that are the scores, and then you have a couple other people that can contribute, and then you got your big time defensive player, and then you got you know these other players that contribute. That's when you get a really good team. And that's when you can beat teams that are even more talented than you. But I keep, you know, I keep sending her clips of like Rodman. Mm-hmm. And I sent her one the other day. Um, it said uh, it had, it was like, he was like one for four uh, with two points. And he was like, oh, for one from the foul line. Mm-hmm. And he had 26 rebounds. Yeah. Had 26 rebounds, three blocks, and three steals. And I just catch it. I was like, no, you're rolling. Yeah, that, that's a Robin stat line right there. You're right. I was like, and then I sent her another one. It was like um, Dennis Rodman had like I, I the exact numbers escaped me, but he had like 132 20 point games in his career. And he had like 374. 20 rebounds. 20 rebounds, yeah. And I was like, you know how much more valuable he was in the games that he scored 20 rebounds than 20 points? So the games that he scored 20 points, I'd say probably more than half of them, they didn't need him to score 20. Yeah, they were probably blowouts where he was just like, all right, I'm going to score some points. And he was getting some layups, and he probably got a couple of, like, fast break dunks. You know, with the Pistons, he played on the wing a lot. Yeah. So he would get some steals. He, and he could shoot when he first came in the league. He, he was a decent listen, shooter. If you look at his college stats, mm-hmm. he was a, like a 25 point per yeah. game score. Yeah. So he can, but he knew he knew his role. Yep. They didn't, they had Isaiah, they had Dumars, they had Aguirre, Dantley, Landier. They had guys who were who, who could yeah. score better than him. They yeah. didn't need him to score. So yep, that was his role. That was his role. All right, so we got Suns obviously in the finals now. Who do you think is going to win the Bucks Hawks series? It's so hard to say. You know, if if the Bucks hadn't uh, hurt Giannis and the Hawks had Trey Young, I think the Hawks would have won this game. And I think they they even if. Giannis came back in game six. I feel like he'd be too too injured to have a positive impact. And I think they would win in six. But I feel like if, if they don't have Trey Young, the Bucks are better or a far better team than the Hawks. Yes. You know, so you're right. Like you said earlier, they would trade Trey Young for uh for Giannis. I'm sorry. They would trade Giannis for for Trey Young. Yeah. Even even if Giannis is the better player, Atlanta doesn't have that number two guy 
that can get you, you know, like Trey Young can get you 40. Yeah. If you need it. Middleton can get you 40. The the Hawks don't have another guy that's going to get mm-hmm. you 40. And I, I feel like the Hawks believe that Giannis is not going to play again. I think if, if they didn't, I think they would have pushed. I think for Trey Young to play that that's yeah. exactly where I'm thinking. It's like, all right, Hey, look, if we can steal this one before he comes back, then we'll have two shots to win another game. Right. But I, I feel like they think, Hey, look, sit out this one. Maybe we could win it. We won the last game without Trey Young. Maybe we could steal this one. And then Trey comes back and we close him out. And, and I feel like also they're probably thinking, we beat Milwaukee with a healthy Giannis. Yes. So I feel like they, they have the confidence to win, but I think the Hawks have to have Trey Young to win. Yes. He's going to have to make another appearance, and he's going to have to be able to at least shoot some threes. That's the nice thing about his game, like the floaters and and the, and the deep shooting. I feel like even if he's not 100%, he could still play. Um, he, right. If, Gian, right. if Giannis's knee is screwed up, I don't know that, what good he's going to be. I feel like that takes away the meat and potatoes of his yeah. game. Yeah, he especially the way he has been playing. That sort of downhill freight train taking it to the basket. You're gonna get you're gonna get the worst Giannis if you get him again. You're gonna get a dude that camps out behind the three point line, and he's gonna just be firing up threes. Yep. And unless it's the All Star game, I don't know if he's gonna be effective from out there. Yeah. But we're getting uh we're getting X Sixers here uh lighting things up Drew Holiday and uh and Lemon Pepper Lou, um I do I do hope the Hawks win because uh, that's where my money's at, and I I still think they can pull it off. But if um if neither Trey Young or or Giannis step on the court again, I think think the Bucks win. Yeah, yeah, I will agree with you there. And I think I think the Suns beat either one of these. I teams. think the Suns beat at, both at full strength either one of these teams. Yeah. I I hundred percent agree. The Suns match think, up really well with with the Bucks. Really yeah, well. I think I think they they they're going to throw uh, Crowder. Crowder. Throw. They're going to throw, gonna throw uh, even Sarich at him, mm-hmm. and you might even see Aiton helping out. Yeah. On uh, on him, but after seeing James Harden guarding. Giannis in the post <laughs> and stopping him. I, you know, I lost a little faith in who can stop Giannis. Yeah, that's true. Like that's if true. Kobe was if Kobe was guarding Giannis, backed everybody off. If LeBron was guarding Giannis, backed everybody off. All right, okay, those you know I understand. But James Harden, who is well known to not even be a not good, not want to even try to play defense, not even be a good defender, can stop you in the post and give up six inches. You know he's what six five. Giannis is six eleven, and he's you know he's not as strong as Giannis. No, you know, but. The sissification of Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we both got the Suns winning it all. Um, I'm I'm going with the Hawks to come out of the East here, as they're knotted up two games to two. But the Bucks look like they may pull this one off. Anything could happen in the fourth quarter. 
we shall see. And then, and then, and then, and once, then? once, once the NBA season is concluded, mini camps. We are entering the last month where we will have no football games. All I do is hold my breath during mini camp. I, I will say though that um, I I have completely. <laughs> you should. Uh, I've completely shut down. Like I'm not even really watching like any of the mini camps or anything, any of the Chicago footage because everything that Justin Fields does is completely overhyped. Like well, that's the same as where they're like, the they're like, look how good he looks in that jersey. <laughs> He's orange really looks good on him. That's the same as 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 Lance. And I'm like, I'll start getting on the hype train. Like, I, I think he's going to be a good player. He's in a really good situation for a, a young quarterback. But when when they start showing film of him in like the 11 on 11 and, you know, when they're in pads and he's not going to be getting hit, but to see the live defense him facing the live defense in pads, seeing how he does, you know, like I want to see if he's thrown four interceptions and the 49ers have a really stout defense. So if he's doing well against that defense, I'll, you know, I'll feel pretty comfortable, but um, I still don't, I, I, I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be the guy this year. No. I don't think I, – I just – I really don't see it. I think Fields has a better chance of playing in more games than than uh, he does. Than Lance I does. think Fields – I think Fields will be the starter no later than week four. They're, they're, saying, they're saying that they're going to give him a lot of uh, preseason time. So. In both games? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that I wonder. I wonder if they would uh, – like, you know – like you know how the fourth game, the starters like don't play at all. Yeah, I wonder if like the second game, you know, the second game is usually when you see guys, some of the starters get some. Yeah, some they'll play rest. like a whole first half, the whole right. first half. Yeah, like second to third game, you know, I wonder if they'll do that in the first preseason game. I maybe. Maybe it, it is going to be interesting to see how, how they're managed. And I think every club is going to do it a little bit differently, but right. There's not a, there's no, there's no blueprint. Yeah. Blueprint. It's yeah. Everybody's figuring this out as, as they go. That'll be fun. We'll a couple of weeks away from there. All right. It's been fun until next and time. How the time flies. Indeed. It does. When you're having fun, giving other, you know, we give the world jewel. We do. That's what we do here. We do the millions and dozens. Friday morning, you're going to get some joy. Yeah, we're going to get it up on Friday morning. That yes. Didn't sound, that didn't sound right. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know where <laughs> hey, what happens? What happens? Happens. <laughs> However, you want to take this show. <laughs> take it. We'll give you all the pain. <laughs> All right. Until, until next time, everybody. No choking. <laughs> Say the line. Stay classy.
universe. Peace. I don't know if we're alone anymore. I, it's a lot of you, a lot of lot of UFO sightings. They don't know shit. But I bet you they like this fucking show too, though. Yeah, I think that's half of our listeners. We might be the first motherfuckers they come get. I don't know how much I like that shit. I wonder mm. what the food's like up there. I know, as long as there's no anal probes. I'm not into that. I'm down for a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me drive, man. Let me drive. Let me drive the spaceship. <laughs>